Welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. Today is May 12th, 2011. I'm your host, Iggy. And I'm Adam. And uh, this week's going to be a little bit lighter because both David and Colin are um, busy. So this will be the bite-sized version. Huh? Too cool for school. Yeah, too cool for school, too cool for podcasts. So this will be our bite-sized version of the podcast. Um, Which is just as well because it's actually been pretty light again in terms of news and topics for... (laughs) For video games, um, it's kind of surprising. I was expecting a lot of crazy stuff to happen closer to E3, but I don't know if people yeah, are being more tight-lipped or, or what. Yeah, I think they're all keeping it close to their chest, and I don't know. Besides, besides the Except Nintendo, know, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they were terrible at that. Yeah, well, I don't. I mean, I'm not sure if they're really trying to hide it. You know, like how some people are trying to to rumor things right. out, but then it's being mixed with some little tidbits of actual fact, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on that till we get closer to E3 and I can actually yeah. get some real information. Um, there are some cool things coming out. Um, Soul Calibur V was announced today for 2012 release date. Um, I'm not sure. You, you probably don't really play that much Soul Calibur, do you? Um, I was not, I mean, Soul Calibur, the first one on Dreamcast. Is oh, like Soul Edge or whatever? No, <laughs> uh, actually I have not played Soul Edge, so yeah, you're right, it would be the second one that was actually Soul Calibur mm-hmm. on Dreamcast, but yeah, I, I love that game. But the, um, I think the series, they did the same thing that, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat just did with Kratos, and they had the crossovers. Which which Soul Calibur was that? Where they had like Link. Oh, that was uh three. Yeah, I. Wait, no, wait, so, am I wrong? It's not. No, no it's I think not you're two. Right, I think it yeah, was the two. last one. Yeah, or two. Yeah, and uh, you're confusing me. <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. You're right. It was definitely had, not four. That's all. I can yeah, <laughs> for sure. They had Link. They had Spawn. They had, I don't know, what was PlayStation's uh, exclusive? Uh, it was dumb. It was Hihachi from Tekken. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense because he doesn't have a weapon. He just has his fists in a game where everybody has a weapon. Yeah. So I don't know why they picked that. Don't. I don't know. I mean, what did you think about that game? Because those those crossovers just rubbed me the wrong way. Well, I purposely picked the GameCube one because I wanted Link really badly. And I got one of those, um, the universal joysticks, the, the huge uh, cabinet, yeah. not cabinet, the, like the arcade-style joystick that had the different connections, because I ended up using it for PlayStation 2 uh, oh, games cool. later. Um, but yeah, no, I got, it, I got it for Link, because from what I was reading, he was the most interesting to play as, although he's also apparently kind of cheap with his weapons. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't want I didn't want Hihachi. It just didn't seem fun to me. And I'm not sure maybe did they pay a little bonus to to them to use that character in in you know, did Namco get a a bonus from Sony for doing that? I don't know. Um Yeah. 
And then they ran into the same problem with Soul Calibur 4 with all the Star Wars characters. Although I think at a certain point you actually could be both um, Yoda and Vader, I think, on either console, right? I th- yeah, were they released later for both of them? Yeah, originally it was like, what, Yoda on the Xbox and Vader on the PS3. And people yeah. were really mad because <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I don't really... Well, maybe somebody wants to play Yoda, but I don't. Yeah. Not, not, to, I, you know, uh, not interested. And then, of course, the Force Unleashed, um, what's his face, Sky Starkiller? Right. In, I think, both of them. Um, but yeah, I, I just didn't really care for that. I actually, to be honest, I, I wish in a way that they could bring back more of the, the gameplay from the second Soul Calibur. Because there may be some purists that might agree with me that uh, Soul Calibur 2 kind of played the best. Like, it felt the most balanced. Three yeah. was not bad. Three was still okay, and then four, uh, not not as much. Like they just kind of went more for the flair than the gameplay and mm-hmm. some of the characters, and you know. But uh, I'm sure, I'll, as long as this game has Maxi, who's the nunchuck guy, I'm sure I will buy five. Where did I? Did you did you write something about that on Facebook oh, yeah. or something? I, I I saw that. I I posted a Facebook status that said uh, something effects that. Uh, as long as the nunchuck wielding Elvis hair having uh, bare chested Maxi oh, is in the roster for five, I will buy it. I don't know. I just really like him. He's a lot of fun. So where's he on your on your list? Oh, of like this is an ongoing video theme. game guys. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's decently high up there. I mean, there, when I was in my undergrad. SF State, there was an arcade in the student union and they had Soul Calibur 2. And that was actually the first time I heavily played the series. Like, I had played a little bit of Soul Calibur 1, but I hadn't really played a ton of it. Right. It wasn't bad or anything, it just hadn't really grabbed me. And then people were playing consistently Soul Calibur 2. Like, every lunch there'd be a bunch of people putting their little quarters on the, on the machine and playing it against each other, and I tried it, and all the characters play pretty differently, which is why I like the game so much. There's not a lot of sameness, and um, it's trying to find my character. Like, you know, like in all these fighting games, you always get to that one character, and you're like, ah, this is the one. I feel the, the strongest, like, I, I'm in tune with this character. With and his first, hair. No, 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 well, not the hair. <laughs> hair was kind of cool, but I didn't really think much of it. At first, I was playing Siegfried, or Nightmare, because yeah. everybody seems to play him at some point. Yeah. Um, that, and he's fun, I, but he's so fucking slow. He's true. really slow. Um, well, I think those are those are the only two that are confirmed for Soul Calibur V so far, right? Because they're in the teaser. Well, Siegfried is night. Well, he used to be Nightmare. Like, right. if, if you know the whole, like, goofy story that they have, um, Soul Calibur or Soul Edge, I think they're two different swords. They're actually mm-hmm. two different names. One of them is the bad sword, which... Uh, manifest nightmare into Siegfried, and and the other one is like the holy sword, which is that like crystal-looking one. Yeah, which I think is Soul Calibur. Um, so nightmare was what Siegfried was when he took the bad blade, and then there's this whole game. I think Soul Calibur three or four. I think three is where he gets rid of it finally, and then four is him just you know I don't know being emo about not like having to <clears throat> atone for whatever he did before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Nightmare actually plays differently than Siegfried, which I think is cool. Like, they play slightly similarly because similarly, it's no big sword-wielding dude. 
but uh, some of their moves are slightly off from each yeah. other. So, of course... Well, wait, how did... So, so in the stories of these games, yeah. how did they tie in the guest characters? How did they tie in these Star Wars guys? Or <clears throat> do they um, not? I don't... You know, I actually don't remember. A lot of times, you'll have the little cutscene, you know, when you finish the game that says, like, whatever happened to that character. But it does depend on who you're playing. Like, there's certain con like story conflicts. Like, sometimes... Um, uh, if I play as, I don't know, Astaroth, the big big guy with a hammer, like, um, if yeah. he wins, I think he fucks up Maxi or something. Like, certain things will happen and then affect certain characters, and then if you play somebody else's end game, like, it'll happen differently. So for Link and those guys, I believe they had their own set-aside, like, individual thing. Like, oh, they have yeah. to have a run-in with the Soul Calibur. <laughs> that makes sense. I think that's pretty standard because I know Mortal Kombat does that. Yeah. Where they're, you know, oh, he killed Shao Kahn, except it wasn't him. <laughs> it was in disguise. It was a faker. Yeah. yeah. I actually haven't played Mortal Kombat. I, I intended to rent it just to check it out first. But uh, yeah. kind of pointless because PSN, no worky. So. Right. Plus, uh, you know, this this might enrage some listeners, but... I don't think it's Marvel vs. Capcom, you know? I just... That's the the solid series, you know? Well, I... It's funny you say that, because I love both games. So, I still... I appreciate the differences. Are you talking... Wait, are you talking about Soul Calibur vs. Marvel vs. Capcom? Or Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat Kombat vs. Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, but even then, it's still actually the same, because all those three games have very unique properties... And yeah. I appreciate all the unique properties. I won't say necessarily one's better than the other. In certain respects, they are, but not like overall. They're just inconsistency. Like... Yeah. Okay. Mortal Kombat's kind of flopped back and forth. Like the first several games, even three to a certain point. Although I didn't like that charging shit that they added into the. Yeah. Um, but it was still good. And then they started doing a lot of the, th- the 3D um, versions of the games later, and then they were not that good. And then they slowly started getting good again. But um, Marvel vs. Capcom and Soul Calibur have just been consistently a lot better. Right. And, and so that's, that accounts for a lot in my book. I mean, that, I give them a lot of points for that. Yeah. I mean, they deserve it. They, um, in both those games, throughout all the games, they've, they've really honed their style of gameplay. Like, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is like 2, but like shot with adrenaline. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I like the flashiness of the second one. And then they, I don't know how, they made it even more, you know, seizure-inducing like, in this one. Although I don't like how they, now it's all about the air combos. Before it was kind of air combos, but you could still somewhat play it normally. Now, when I play against my brother, he's mastered, um, you know, if you played the game, they do that thing where you can knock somebody up with an air launcher and then bring in your other characters if you press it, the button at the right time. To yeah. like add on to the air combo, and it makes it ridiculous in terms of damage dealing. Yeah. And he's perfect at it, and I'm still working on. It. Like I'm more of a ground combo person, and unfortunately, it almost feels like they're phasing out the ground com- uh, combos in the Marvel vs. Capcom three. Because you can still do them, but they're not nearly as like fleshed out as the air combo stuff. So I, I you're wish just it- getting too old. You're not. You're not. You're not aging with the series. You're aging against I'm the series to, I'm here. I'm adjust. I'm, I, I'm adaptive. I'm good at it. Um, 
I mean, I'm better at Soul Calibur than he is. So, well, you know... You'll just... have that over him. Yes! <laughs> One of the things. We're about even when it comes to Team Fortress, so that's that's fine. Um, but yeah, so Soul Calibur 5 will be coming out. They posted a little teaser with yeah, the two guys, as you mentioned. Um, and it should be interesting to see what they do with that. Uh, and what bonus character now that they'll probably have to add, because they started that whole ball rolling with that. Yeah, I can't even guess. I, I could not even guess where they will pull from now. Because... Like, what if they have Nathan Drake in, yeah. the, in the Sony version, and he's got, like, guns? But but uh, maybe not necessarily guns. Maybe he can fight with... Uh... No, he's only got guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be... Or, or Captain Crunch. I mean, why stop it? You know. <laughs> well, he's actually a Sony character. I'm just saying, like, for the consoles. Like, it makes more sense to pick, like, who's the top character? In each well, of the consoles with, right now. Let's go with Sonic then, okay? Let's uh, just throw Sonic in there. Yeah. Sonic doesn't fit in so many <laughs> so many games. It's sometimes not even his own. It's just, I don't know. But yeah. we'll see. There's a long time between now and then uh, the game release, so I'm sure more will develop. So other than that, speaking of not being able to play it on PSN, though, <laughs> uh they're, they updated everybody with PSN news about how, I guess to be super safe, they're not going to have PSN fully back up until the end, of, literally the end of this month, May 31st. I so, heard from, uh, from someone that works at Sony that they were planning, uh, they were preparing for another attack. And uh, they actually stopped working on it one weekend and locked it all down. It must have been last weekend. Oh, really? Locked everything down and went home because they thought that they were going to get attacked again, and they didn't. Huh. That's that's interesting. Yeah. It would explain the, the setback, because remember before, they said, oh, by the end of this week. Right. And so, I don't know, they're, they're just like, well, we don't want to be working on this or have, you know, whatever open when... I mean, that's a long time, though. Cause it's yeah. only the, the 12th. And now it's going to be, it's the entire half of a month. So yeah. there, I don't think, at this point, I don't think that the 30 days PlayStation Plus and a free game thing, it's starting to get out of that realm. You're going to have to start adding stuff on top of that, you know? It's, I, yeah, they, they have nowhere to go. I mean, this is going to cost them so much. Yeah. And then if they're going to keep giving away free stuff, that's well, just... Not only that, did you hear Capcom was complaining? Because they said uh, they I got did, a lot of... Yeah digital download sales and they're getting screwed apparently because um what what figure do they throw out did they say hundreds of thousands of dollars i think i can't remember i don't have the article open but yeah. it was a large number and i'm not sure like when when people throw out these numbers like what is it really based on are they just purely adding what they would assume i mean well, how do you really know you, you know? have to figure that they have some sort of projection going Compared to previous months where they were yeah. selling like at their peak or something. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sucks. Th that's the problem. Like, not just for the users, but all the poor developers, especially those indie devs that were probably really hoping for <laughs> some income from uh, from their digital download sales. Like, right. you're not going to get it basically for all of May. So that's... Yeah, that could, I mean... That could stop new projects they're working on. That could, yeah, you know, it could. They're I'm living not, off that money. I'm not going to say it's going to kill uh, companies, but it's going to definitely set people back. 
Yeah. Like, I would not be surprised at the smaller companies if this ends up maybe delaying other projects because they're not getting that money they were expecting or something. Um, yeah, no, not, no happy news for, for PSN users. But uh, it's on the horizon. Yeah, I don't um, know. You say that every app. Every, I know. Uh, I have to be optimistic because I don't have an Xbox. <laughs> So it's like, I say, whoops, can't use my PS3 today for online. Go to my PC and play TF2. And Hopefully prank. next week we'll be able to say that. Yeah, oh, God. I, I really hate being a broken record, but it's not me. It's, it's like, out of my hands. It's, uh, but, yeah, anyway, enough with that. Uh, wait, wait. I think, I think you need to invoice them for ruining this podcast as well. <laughs> But this is a free podcast. I know, but um, there's, you know, emotional damage here. Oh, that's right. I'm uh, so grief-stricken that... Um, this podcast uh, isn't what it could be if if PSN was up. And that I'd is be so cool. happy. I got gray hairs. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's take them to court. Let's file another lawsuit on top of the class I, action. They got enough to worry about. Some of that stuff is ridiculous. But um, oh, yeah. speaking of ridiculous, <laughs> now that that reminded me, I was looking at. Uh, there's an article today on Joystick talking about uh, the infamous two pre-order bonuses that will be offered from pre-ordering from either GameStop or Walmart or Amazon, and uh, they're all different things. But what bothers me is that, you know, usually with pre-order bonuses, it's something kind of um, optional, usually. Like, maybe it's an extra mission you don't have to do, or, you know, some little foofy outfit you get to wear that doesn't do anything. Like in Assassin's Creed, they always do that. Like, get this crazy armor, which you end up not using because you'll get, like, Altair's fancy pants armor later on. Um... But for so what is yeah what are they offering yeah okay so Walmart's offering let's see here Walmart's offering an electrocution grenade um was it GameStop is offering a lightning hook and Amazon is offering this weapon called the 24k gold amp which looks like it makes things take crazy damage um which maybe the the weapon is kind of the the least of the offenders but. I really don't like, like, I hope this isn't, uh, what do you call it, a precedent for, like, I hope this doesn't start the ball rolling on adding abilities as pre-order bonuses, because I really don't like the fact that, like, look, you haven't, like, a lightning grenade for a lightning character. Shouldn't this be in the game already? Like, I really don't want to be forced to go to a a store to buy what should be, like, a core part part of the game. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do later? Like, if you get a, a, a LucasArts game that has a Jedi in it, and um, you have to go to GameStop to get, like, some force To get a lightsaber. Yeah, to get a, a, a lightsaber. Like, I don't like that pattern. I think uh, that could be potentially dangerous. It might not be anything, because maybe people will complain, or they'll do that trick where... Um, you know, you'll pre-order from all the places and then get the code and then return the other two games. Yeah. But, God, what a pain in the ass for people. Well, I think Rockstar announced that uh, if it's not... Yeah, I think maybe even for L.A. Noire um, that they're going to... That the DLC will be available. You know, they have the specific for the for the vendors, the different vendors, but 
at a later date, it'll be available for everyone. Yeah, see, that's fine. If, if at least you provide a way for people to access it without being forced to buy it from one place and getting screwed out of the other ones, then that's all right. But this is like, really, if I bought it from one of these places, I don't get it at the other ones unless I do some crazy scamming, yeah. scamming, yeah, using shrink wrap to rewrap those, those right. games that's in the back. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And if I look at the comments on these things, a lot of people kind of feel similarly. Like some people don't care. But then when you look at the video, of course they edit it together to make it look like you're getting a big-ass advantage using this ability. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, am I going to be a chump and play this powerful lightning guy without a lightning move? It doesn't make sense. So I think that's uh, something to be wary of with this, all this pre-order stuff looming with these games that come out these days. Yeah, because, I mean, it is the same with L.A. Noire unless they do make it available later because they have, you know, the additional missions at from GameStop and Amazon. And uh, I believe Amazon actually has a detective suit, Broderick detective suit, So I'm looking at it now. But I know that um, Walmart has, like, a, a special case and then GameStop's, I believe, is like a traffic violation case. Oh, yeah, yeah. it doesn't sound Which, as... <laughs> yeah, they got, the, they got the short straw there. I mean, for me, I ended up pre-ordering it from Amazon because they were giving a really good deal at the time where... Um, I, I don't know if they were trying to match. Buy.com, for a very short period of time, had uh, the game for $45. Like, normally, I think it's 54 something like that. Um... And they had it marked down at least 10 bucks. So I noticed there was a particular day that Amazon was offering a similar price, so I snagged it then. Because for me, ultimately, I just want to pay less for the game. Yeah. Later on, I'll find out if all that DLC is worth it, you know? And if it is, then I'll just buy it the way that they said they'll you know, be offering it. That's fine. I'd rather do it that way than get tricked into going to some place where maybe I'll pay more for the game and then get the pre-order bonus and then find out, like, oh, this pre-order bonus sucks. So you ordered that through Amazon, right? Yeah, so I get that little suit. I like suits, so that'll probably be <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, plus I think, I don't know, I, I feel I feel better just buying from Amazon than GameStop or Walmart. So I, I just feel I'm better not, about I'm myself. I'm not buying anything from GameStop ever again. I really don't like the way they do a lot of things and how they, God, they always bug you, like, get a subscription to this or... Yeah. Hey, get a card for the like. No, just let me buy the game. And their their policies used to really suck. Like when they were still partially electronics boutique. Mm -hmm. I guess back in the day, I remember on several occasions, one with my mom when she had to return a gift, and with some other friends, they used to give people a hard time, like try to give them only store credit back when yeah. they were recording something instead of um, you know a refund. Now they're probably better with it, but. I just there's just something off about them. The fact that they barely give you any money when you trade something in again, and that they rarely have discounts on games the way that you know Amazon or Best Buy or whatever would. Oh well, I don't know if you if you heard this news story, but they're offering now their Power Up Rewards members uh, one hundred dollars off a PS3. Now is that a, a reward system that you have to pay for? Yeah, I think I think that's like 
$12 a year or something, that's one of the upsells at the register, you know, when you go in there and you're like, yeah, I want this, you know, I want Cooking Mama on DS here because everyone's buying that. And they're yeah. like, well, you know, pay $12 and you can save 2% on your next order. You know, it's bullshit. Wait, $100? See, the other thing, too, is they always have a lot of fine print. I'd be very curious if that $100 went only towards a refurbished PS3 or a brand new one. They love doing the refurbished shit. It's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, um, but either way, I, I don't know. It's pretty That's pretty huge. Yeah, I don't know. And it has to be in response to PSN. Well, it might also yeah. be just re- in response to getting their ass kicked by Amazon and all these online vendors that are able to offer clearly better deals with no tax and right. free shipping. And now Amazon, for example, has release day shipping. It's a little sketchy sometimes, but for the most part, like you get it either that day or just the next day. And I, I'm patient enough to wait you know, another 18 hours or something to get a game if it means that I don't have to pay tax on, tax on it and also have a discount. So, and also don't have to deal with GameStop employees because they're the worst. Uh, some of them aren't that bad. I, I, <laughs> you must know a couple. I don't know any of them, and they're all bad to me. Well, it, it's weird when you're a girl and you go in to buy True. a game at a store because you, you get a lot of confused reactions. Like I think a lot of people instantly assume you don't play that much in terms of games, and then I'll end up bringing up a whole bunch of things and <laughs> different topics about games and stuff for companies and then they get kind of thrown <laughs> they're like oh oh yeah. you actually do play metal gear or whatever um they try I, to I, point you to their like animal crossing section i mean i you go in i did play animal crossing but i mean <laughs> yeah but you play everything i play I, everything that's yeah but i was thinking for the stereotypical you right, know, like girl games, Wii games, party games, right, um, karaoke star. Yeah, Something although like I got my mom way back in the day, Karaoke Revolution, like before they had uh, like all the guitar heroes and rock bands and stuff. Yeah, and she she found it pretty fun. Although, what is it with parents and not wanting to play a game unless you're there? <laughs> like, we got the whole thing for her. We set it up. But, like, unless I'm visiting or my brother's also playing, she's very hesitant to to play it. It's funny. I don't know. There's TV. She used to play... This is a funny little anecdote. I wonder if anyone else has little parent video game stories. But um, uh, back when Sonic 2 was new, you know, within that year, uh, we had a Genesis, and I played the crap out of that game. And it was always sitting around. So often she would play it for about a half hour, an hour before work. <laughs> so I always thought it was kind of funny. She wasn't very good at the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually pretty bad at it. Um, I think the farthest she got was um, she got to Mystic Cave Zone once. I do remember that. That's actually pretty far for her. Um, well, did you, like, catch her? Like, like she'd no, be no, no. It's not like, on it? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it, it wasn't like she was hiding it. it was, she would sit down and play it. And back when we have, had a Nintendo, she would also play Tetris, as did my dad, which is a little bit easier, I guess, um, to grasp. But, yeah, she tried playing, playing a couple of the games, and then something happened, and then as the consoles got more complicated, she kind of didn't want to play them anymore. It was kind of sad. But Yeah, my parents haven't played anything since Atari. Mine made me give my Atari up. <laughs> wow. I had, I had an Atari, I, was it 52, 
5,400, 5,200? 50, 50, uh, 50, yeah, 52. Yeah, 50. yeah, and I had Pitfall and Enduro and uh, Kangaroo, and oh my god, so awesome games now that I think about it. And uh, they knew I was getting, you know, the huge-ass NES set for my birthday, or for Christmas, which was, you know, with the power pad and the zapper gun, like the, yeah. the works. Um, so my mom thought, for whatever reason, like, oh, she's not going to need the Atari. So she just up and gave it to a cousin. <laughs> and I never saw the thing again. Wait, how, how long before you got the Nintendo? Well, it was that same year. Well, yeah, but, like, are we talking months? Like, No, no, no. It, I mean, I, I remember very little about the actual event, but I do remember it was close enough that, you know, I was mad for a bit, and then all of a sudden I had a Nintendo. <laughs> so, but I still, I mean, I have all my systems still. So, yeah. and I, I keep them in good condition, aside from, you know, the whole, you had to blow into the Nintendo trick to make the cartridge work. I mean, everyone does that. But, um... Yeah, I, I would never have given it away if uh, if she hadn't done it for me. Actually, but anyway, that's the fifty two hundred is one of the only systems that I do not have, and it's strange that you had that, but not the twenty six hundred. No, I for whatever reason I didn't have that one. I don't know why. I mean, my folks got that one for me. I also had a Commodore sixty four. Yep, I fun. got. I still have one of those packed away. The little it had like a black box adapter, and once that thing blew, ugh, it was dead. Can't use that thing at all. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's way back in the day. Um, wow, that's a lot of stuff. So yeah, uh, what were we talking about? Infamous two pre-order. <laughs> <bonuses. laughs> Infamous two to Atari twenty six hundred. That's yeah. That's, that's this is the kind of dialogue I have with people. I just go <laughs> off on crazy ass tangents that you. Have to have like a little breadcrumb trail to figure out like yeah. how you got there. Um, yeah, so that that's that, and I'm hoping that the whole pre-order thing doesn't get crazy somewhere down the line. Like adding the abilities to pre-order bonuses just bothers me. So there's that. Um, I got Brink this week. That's the other thing I wanted to mention. I got it on Steam because. <laughs> I didn't want to bother getting it on PS3, and I'm not going to bother saying why. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been having a lot of fun with it. And uh, the reviews have been mixed, to say the least, for this game, and I can understand why. Um, I I love T Team Fortress 2. Let me yeah. say that. And it's a, a team-based game, but not it's not necessarily forcing you to play in a team-based way. Like, it, it helps if you work with your teammates, but a lot of people end up just kind of running around doing what they want. But in Brink, it really kind of forces you to try to work with your teammates. Because if you don't, and you just lone wolf it, and you go off somewhere else, you almost always lose. <laughs> and oh, it's really? kind of frustrating because people do that all the time. So, um, yeah, what are some of the complaints that some reviews have, have against the game, and how do you feel about uh, Mostly that the potential is really there, and it has a lot of really interesting ideas, but it kind of doesn't follow through with some of them, and also that people are having a lot of connection issues. I personally did not have any lag or connection problems, with the exception of like one game I played where there was a stutter maybe three times in the whole game. Mm -hmm. But, for example, my boyfriend said he tried getting into a couple games and just gave up because he couldn't actually even get into the into the servers, like or into whatever matches were listed. And also, there, God, 
their server list needs an extreme update, like to streamline it. Because every time I have to load it up to see what matches I can play in, like it goes to two FPS. <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. really sluggish and it looks really bad. Um, but a lot of the the gameplay elements I like. Like I like how it forces you to play as a team. I actually like how it'll force you to to switch to a different uh, class if. It, if the objectives require it. Like, you can't just all be medic or all be engineer or whatever. Because there is usually... There are usually two or three different objectives happening at once. Like, one's to escort somebody, and one's to repair this, or one's to guard this. So, to effectively win with your team, you have to make sure you have enough people in each category, either operative, medic, uh, soldier, or engineer, to be able to fulfill all those goals concurrently. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, and I like it. Unfortunately, a lot of pe- people, when they play, half of my team will actually be trying to play as a team, and the other half must think that they're, they're hot shit because they kind of go off on their own, and then they get killed. And some people don't do their job. Like, one round I was playing, there were two or three medics. I went down. They all <laughs> passed me. They're, they passed me right by, and it's very easy to raise somebody. You just <laughs> drop one of those, like, revive syringes on them. yeah. They never did it. And, and you had three medics. Yeah, three medics. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. You get engineers placing sentries in bizarre places. Like, just people that aren't really trying to play their job. Like, they're trying to play it as a different job, and you can't. There's actually one thing that's weird that they did. The soldier, like, each class can, with the exception of the operative, can buff... Uh, teammates with a certain skill like medics can buff with health like give you extra health um soldiers can buff by giving you more ammo um engineers can buff by giving you more damage to your weapon but i actually think i don't understand why the engineer buffs your damage and not the soldier i think those two should have been reversed just like the engineer in in team fortress 2 who helps you with ammo and healing and stuff I think the engineer in this game should have been the one to buff your ammo, to give you back ammo. Mm -hmm. And I think the soldier should have been the one to buff you by helping you with damage. Because it actually makes the soldier feel weaker when all he's doing is giving you ammo. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. So that's a little weird. And the operative, ugh. I was so spoiled with the spy in Team Fortress 2, with the power he has and the cloaking and stuff. Maybe you can cloak if you purchase the ability in Brink. I haven't seen it. So I'm doubting it actually is an ability. They can spot mines and stuff that other uh, enemy players plant that you can't normally see. And they can um, put an outline around certain characters if you want your team to track that one character. And they can also steal the disguise of of any dead body of the enemy lying around. But that's kind of it. And the problem is everybody moves in in big masses with each other because it's a team game. And so if you try to disguise and you try to join up with the enemy team as if you're <laughs> part of them, they usually don't buy it. <laughs> yeah. They, they're like, wait a minute. And then you can't shoot and stuff. Otherwise, it gives away your disguise. Same thing <laughs> as TF2. So uh, they don't provide, at least in the, the maps I've played, and I've played, I think, a, a handful of them, they don't provide an easy way of looping around behind your enemy. Which is what Team Fortress usually do, does really well, because you can cloak, get behind your enemy, uncloak, 
and then act like you just came from Spawn, which is great. Yeah. Because you need that to pretend you're part of the team. This one you can't cloak, um, or at least you can't till maybe way later in the game or something. Uh, so you're almost always getting found out. And meanwhile, everyone else is buffing each other <laughs> and helping each other. And I almost always switch away from operative, which is kind of disappointing. Plus, their grenades, God, their grenades are really weak. Maybe somebody who, who is at Brink thought, you know, it really bothers me how people in Call of Duty just spam grenades. Yeah. And instantly kill everybody. So they went the extreme opposite <laughs> and made their grenades take almost no damage. Like, I can hit somebody, clock them on the head, which actually does a tiny bit of damage, and then hit them with a grenade, and they won't, they, nine times out of ten won't die. Like, it'll damage them, but then I'll have to finish it up with bullets or something. And it seems like they went too far in the other direction on yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, they, they do have rechar like a recharge-o-meter for the grenade. Like, you throw it, and then the icon fills back up again, and then you can throw it again. So maybe they weakened it because you can un essentially have unlimited grenades. But I would rather that they made that timer longer and made the grenade more powerful or something. Yeah, that, that so, would also prevent the spamming of it. So Yeah, just, just increase that. Um, because if not only that, the, the animation is terrible for it. It just kind of looks like there's a little firework that goes off. goes poof. <laughs> it does not look like a big earth shattering. Like If you throw a grenade, you'd imagine it at least have a decent large cloud or something. It's like cherry bombs. Yeah, it, that's what it looks like. You know, um, you ever gone to like, Chinatown and there's uh, those little... Um, cheapo uh firebomb thing like you yeah know, you take that little tiny wrapped up paper and then you throw it on the ground and it goes or whatever and it does oh, like the snap pops there's little snap pop things yeah <laughs> it looks like that when you throw a grenade ah, it's terrible <laughs> but i mean that's just looks if if the damage was better i probably would uh, overlook that but you know it's not so that's what a lot of the mixed reviews are coming from because there's all these elements that could be patched you never know. Like, they're, they're fixable things because they're balance issues. Mm -hmm. And also connection issues, which could be addressed. But um, Yeah, connection issues, I, I usually will let that slide for the first couple of weeks after release. Mm -hmm. You know, because they, they, they are working on that. They usually fix it up, you know. Yeah. I can't think of any, uh, any recent game that was solid out of the gate on that, you know. Multiple. Yeah, there's always some kind of hitch in any game, almost. Like, it's pretty hard to perfectly test a game. Especially, it's coming from Bethesda. <laughs> so I know they're the publisher, but still, there's, they have that silly running streak of having buggy games. <coughs> so, um, it's kind of almost like a joke. Well, maybe, maybe it is kind of their fault, then, if they're pushing these release dates. You know, I mean, if they want it out, no matter what. Well, they pushed it a week earlier, but I don't think that would have made a huge difference. And I know they pushed it a week earlier because L.A. Noir comes out next week. <laughs> so they did. They realized we can't have this release the same week. We'll get killed because it's yeah. um, what uh, it was a joystick podcast. One of those podcasts I listened to claimed it was the um, Red Dead effect, <laughs> where Red Dead uh, Redemption and Alan Wake re were released, I believe, on the same week. And even though Alan Wake is a great game, it got killed. Yeah. <laughs> because everyone's like, oh, Red, Red Dead. And they just did not buy Alan Wake. And apparently it 
I guess at least on UK charts, it dropped to like tenth place or something after only like several weeks, which is really bad. So. Well, and also, also Alan Wake, you know, their sales weren't going to be as good because that was a Xbox exclusive. So, right, but still, I mean, Uncharted was a PS3 exclusive, but it sold really well. And but it didn't go up against anything, did it? No, that's what I mean. That that yeah. but that's what killed it because Red Dead was like Rawr, and just like stormed in like Godzilla and stomped everybody. What was what was Red Dead like? <laughs> it was it, it was like Rawr, Godzilla stomp stomp. <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, but they are gonna do an Alan Wake two in a way. They're saying. Yeah, I heard that. Not a direct sequel sort of thing. I personally think and I've only been getting little pieces of the story cuz I don't have again, I don't have an Xbox. I want to play on Alan Wake because I I like Sam Lake's writing. So, um I I've been kind of watching YouTube videos on little sections of the game cuz I I don't mind spoiling myself. Um yeah, but, I know uh, I know a great site for walkthroughs. Ask me when we're off air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unless no. you're going to say game facts. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. You just know what I'm going to say. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, so I thought when they mentioned that, it, since they're being vague about it, maybe it's actually a prequel. Because it sounds like there's a lot of really interesting stuff leading up to when Alan gets to Bright Falls, uh, which is the start of Alan Wake 1. So... Well, why don't you just watch the end of the first Alan Wake because you spoil everything. I did. Anyway. Oh. I, I did already. But this is what I'm telling you. I still really want to play it. Oh. Like, it's that interesting to me. You did I that with I... another game too, didn't you? Did you yeah. do it with Brotherhood? Uh, no, no, no. I actually didn't with Brotherhood. Uh, Ask Something Creed else Brotherhood. you were playing and you, you just went on YouTube and watched the ending. I do that with a lot of games, though. But the thing is, I'll still buy it and play it and enjoy it. I'm like maybe one of ten people in the world, probably, that are able to spoil themselves and not actually diminish their enjoyment <laughs> of a game. Well. So I don't recommend this for anybody else, though. I will be fair and say that. That's, you're probably going to hurt yourself emotionally. Yeah. You're a special case. Ex- yes. I'm... <laughs> uh Anyway, so, yeah, there's all that. Brink, I think, if you like team-based games and you're not a codaholic... As, okay, I like Call of Duty. However, this is not Call of Duty. So if you go into it thinking, oh, it's a first-person shooter, awesome, you may dis- be disappointed. It's essentially Mirror's Edge meets Team Fortress 2 meets... Um, if you ever played Wolfenstein Enemy Tor- Territory, which I think was one of their previous games... No, I've never played that. Because they have the same, actually, uh, engineer, soldier, operative kind of class system in that game. All those things mushed together with some differences here and there. But if you like any of those, there's a good chance you'll like Brink. You might need to be a little forgiving of some of their issues right now, but from what I've heard, they are kind of patrolling the forums to see, you know, like, uh, what the reactions are. So it does sound like they're open to, I mean, they're, Definitely going to have to do some kind of patching. It's good that they're listening to fans, though. <laughs> yeah, instead of just saying, hey, there you go, bye. Yeah. We'll patch <laughs> it when we get around to it. Thanks for buying oh, it. Like uh, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. It was really bad with that. Infinity War. Dude. Anyway, but um, yeah, so that that's out this week. I will 
be getting L.A. Noir next week, so hopefully I'll be playing it a little bit before our next podcast. You're going to get it too, right? I'm, yeah, I'm going to pick it up for sure. Okay, so maybe for once a bunch of us will have stuff to talk about on the same Wow. Uh, that'll be cool. Although I don't know how far we're going to get into that game because it's going to be another massive game. Yeah, well, it, it, at least we'll have first impressions, I think. Right. So that'll be that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, so I think that's good for today. I I don't want to go any further because it's just the two of us. So. And we'll just continue talking about PSN and how. Yeah. Oh God, no, no more of that. Uh, so next week we should be back to three or maybe four people on the podcast. Maybe a four G. Wow. Four G. Yeah. I don't know, David's a little worried about that, just probably because we're going to be like, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we'll see what happens. Um, so, uh, until then, if you guys have any comments, questions, or suggestions for us, please email us at nameofgamepodcast at gmail.com. So, until then, we'll see you guys. Have an awesome week. Don't try to get on PSN. <laughs> Go out and play a PC game. Don't don't leave comments or send emails to us about PSN. <laughs> yeah, we 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 do not own Sony PSN. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.